0: Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes, and actually pretty necessary for this episode, and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie?
1: Uh, pretty good. As Ryan hinted in the intro there, we are not going to be talking about Heroes this uh, episode. Because uh, this is a special mini due to what happened this past Friday.
0: Indeed. Yes, a brand new mainline Fire Emblem game released uh, just this past Friday, as Eddie said. And that is Fire Emblem Engage. And both Eddie and I have had the weekend to uh, start playing the game. Neither of us have finished. Uh, I'll, I'll even go as far to say, well, let, let's let's say how far we are. So for me, um, I'm not very far. I had a very busy weekend, but, uh, I still managed to get through to, uh, chapter, uh, I think I just finished chapter five. So I feel like I'm still unlocking tutorials and getting, you know, everything unlocked in the Somniel. But, uh, for the most part, uh, I'm, I'm not very far. I feel like I'm not very far, but Eddie, how, how far did you get?
1: Uh, I, um, normally am really slow and moving, you know, slowly through these games, but, uh, there's a bit of, the story's been intriguing enough that it's been pulling me forward. Uh, probably going to slow down a bit more, but I am currently in the middle of Chapter 15. Uh, okay. It does help that at my work, I've had some downtime to be able to play there as well. But Wow.
0: Yeah, Chapter is pretty far. I obviously don't know how many chapters
1: there are. Neither do I. If, if we go back to older Fire usually around 25 to 30 Okay. in the main yeah. game.
0: That checks out. And there so. are paralogs, because I just unlocked one. I haven't done it yet, but I did, I did unlock yep. one. Um, oh, that
1: should be the second paralog you unlocked.
0: Um, I don't know. I've only got one so far, unless I accidentally did one and didn't realize it. Uh, no, because I got the tu- tutorial tip. So I think this is the first one for donating to uh, Farine or something. I gave them a bunch right. of money and they're like, Hey, come adopt our cats. So well, that right actually
1: there. got discussed in the, um, uh, discord a little bit and that they don't think it, the French speakers don't think it should be pronounced that way. However, the game does pronounce it. Fieren-a". Fear and uh, they think without an accent, at least it should not be pronounced the a at the end. Uh, yeah. all started from me asking why Chloe, who has an accent is pronounced that and Etienne, who doesn't have an accent is pronounced the same way. And, yeah. You know, eventually came to that ETA should actually have an accent or it'd be spelled differently and Fyrne should be should have accents or not be pronounced that way.
0: Yeah. The game takes a very um inspiration from I mean it, it pulls a lot from the French language in terms of the names it's, of characters
1: especially with uh the land of um Firnais.
0: Yeah. And I was talking to uh Whirlwind our mutual friend from the TGI discord. And I was just saying like, Hey, like, uh, you know, you're French Canadian. And I know I work with a lot of French Canadians, French speaking folks. And I know that when, uh, sometimes we mispronounce, uh, French words, it, it can be, it be a bit, uh, nail on chalkboard type moment. And he said like, I think his big one is the way all the characters, and I'm probably going to do it here right now is the way people pronounce, uh, Boucheron, I think is his name. Uh, I guess it gets butchered a lot by a lot of the voice actors. Um, and I probably did it just there, too.
1: I don't know the proper way to pronounce that word. I just know the way they do it in the game, which is, you know, how you pronounce it, which may be the uh, butchered version, which I guess is fitting since apparently the name means butcher anyway. So you why go. not butcher the butcher?
0: Exactly. So. Keep it uh, Keep it in the theme of the game, um, but yeah, we're we're gonna. This is going to be a mini. We're gonna talk about our early impressions of the game, and um, you know, having actually got some time in the game, I gotta say, uh, they've they've changed things up with the gameplay a little bit in terms of my favorite addition has to be the break system. Um, I yes. really like the way that works, you know, in in rewarding um, your your use of the weapon triangle. Uh, by making you or your enemies drop their weapon when you use an advantage uh, against them. So I thought that was a nice touch.
1: Yes, so it is a nice little touch. Um, it, uh, there's another new system they added, Resurrection Stones, in which it works a little weirdly with, which they don't explain, just like they don't explain Resurrection Stones until they spring it on you, spring it on you randomly. But if you break someone and then they use a Resurrection Stone, they magically pick up their weapon. So be careful there.
0: I wondered about that. I thought maybe he... So I had a boss battle where they introduced Resurrection Stones. and I thought that was maybe related to him having two weapons, but I wasn't sure. But um, yeah, I did did notice that weird sort of glitch. Yeah, Resurrection Stones make bosses a little more formidable. I don't know if they're present for your characters uh, or if they're just bosses, but...
1: Um, as far as I know, main game, they are not available for, at least where I am, they are not available for the player character. Uh, However, if you did buy the expansion pass right away, which I did, uh, Tiki's bracelet gives you the ability to give someone a resurrection stone. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah, I have not purchased a DLC and, uh, I think for me, I wanted to kind of get a bit into the game and and kind of All get right. a feel for it and see whether i felt like i needed it right away f- just in terms sure. of content and
1: before we go a f- bit further i should check in what difficulty in version are you playing on
0: ah that's a good question uh so i am playing on i think normal casual uh even though we do have the rewind feature i decided to just kind of like you know what I don't want to worry about my characters. I've got enough on my plate right now. Um, I usually play classic, but for some reason I was just, I was just drawn to casual. Uh, yeah. So
1: yeah, I went normal cause, and I'll admit, I do agree with, I've caught a YouTuber who was playing through it comment that normal has seemed easier and easier lately. And uh, it's definitely not hard that I, uh, where I am. Uh, but it, I just was of the mindset that, you know what, I'm not looking for a hard, maybe on a second playthrough I'll try and make it harder. I'm just looking to get through it, and I did choose casual because I want to see all the, um, discuss, all the support conversations and not have to worry about, you know, getting into a bad situation and having to rewind 30 times to hopefully change it. Because yeah. apparently the time crystal does not have a limit, at least not oh. that I've noticed.
0: Uh, yeah, I just got it and I've used it a couple times just to basically fix, uh, movements of, of characters, but like it, it's, it's nice that they've added the mechanic. I think, um, it's become one of those staples of the franchise of, of uh, allowing you to sort of rewind your actions, even if it is limited by, by some artificial resource of some kind. But, uh, as you said, in this one, it seems to be infinite, um, But yeah, the I mean, the biggest addition, obviously, to the gameplay in terms of newest, we talked about the break system, but would be the engage system in that you can sort of pair rings with your characters and uh, they will appear in battle and give them sort of passive boosts. But if you choose to engage, which does depending on how you engage, if you engage outside of battle, it'll lead to a little cutscene where the character will say engage and uh there'll be a little animation there um
1: yes and you can turn that off if you're finding it too annoying oh man it's
0: uh it is so short but i i get it if you want to turn it off but it is so short and it's like it's so I thought silly
1: about turning it off for a while because you know um it seems to only do it the first time but it's just like you know if you have five six eight characters with thing and you try to engage them all at once that little cutscene, you know and yeah. sometimes, especially with some of them, some characters, it can get annoying.
0: I do find that if you do it, if you do engage, like if you go to the battle screen and then you choose to engage from within the battle screen, it won't. I don't think it plays yes. the animation.
1: Correct. Um, it doesn't play the animation if you activate it from inside the battle screen. Yeah, But then again, you're also limited on what you can do with it at that point.
0: Exactly. You can't trigger your special move, which. um Yes.
1: Uh, one of the features of engaging is that you get an engage attack, and that cannot be triggered if you're in the battle screen and choose to engage from there. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so. each emblem has a different sort of engage special. So, like, I think my favorite so far has got to be uh, Celica's engage ability, where it it initiates a warp and immediately casts Ragnarok, which I think is is so awesome. And very useful, very useful. So that's been my favorite so far.
1: Um, I've I found. I mean, I found all of them to have their various uses. You know, Marth is good for a good chunk of damage. Yeah, because it's you know it's like a
0: flurry attack, right?
1: Nine attacks or seven or seven attacks at thirty percent strength or something like that. Usually, you know, that's more than enough to kill the majority of units. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sigurd's is pretty has been pretty useful at times. Um, I think I managed to get a cha- a row of three guys at once and knocked at least one of them out. So they all have their own unique skills and places to be used. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned, I did get the DLC. Tiki's is there, so if someone's been taking a lot of hits and you're not going to get a healer over to them, you and you got Tiki nearby and ready to engage, you can drop that on them, give them an extra health bar. Cool. So,
0: How does it work with? So you got the DLC. Have you been able yes. to play around with uh, Edelgard and um, Demetri and Claude?
1: It is Emblem Edelgard, uh, but the one of its uh, key features is, I think, called friendly rivalry. So at the start of each turn, it'll randomly select one of the three lords, and that's who's with you for cutscenes and stuff during that turn of battle. Uh, all three of their weapons eventually unlock, although it just starts with Edelgard's weapon. Um they have a their unique skill is called Houses Unite, so you attack with all three. Uh you know, Amir, Eridbar, and Fail Not. Uh, but and um depending on who's with you, you have a gambit. Uh Poison for Claude, of course. Um Shield Gambit, I think, was for Dimitri, and I f- Flame Gambit for Edelgard, so you'll set a bunch of places on fire, and their um, uh, one of their other things is will use up turns of your of being in, uh, what call it, being engaged to do a different ability. So it's it's quite thoroughly done, and it's a quite an interesting discussion. So, cool. and yep, uh, so. trying to think
0: of uh, so. You know, again, I've been kind of scratching the surface of the game. Um, The Somnial sort of in between stuff feels um, it's kind of neat. Like you can you can put a lot into it if you want to. You can go talk to every character. You can engage with every, you know, uh, uh, item you want to pick up in there, every system. But really, like you don't have to you don't have to spend a lot of time in there. You can do a couple things and jump out. It's not like three houses Where between battle. You felt like you you had to talk to every single character um, and get new dialogue, right?
1: But three houses, every chapter you felt like you needed to do that because at least once a month you would have want to do that Uh, here. You know, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I look for the people who have the little dots over their head, which means they have something, they something new to say or something story related to say. And that I, Run around, do a few activities and then move on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not voiced either, so unless you're doing a bond conversation or a support conversation, it's it's not voiced. So
1: Bond cons- conversations I feel are jokes. But yes, the Bond conversations, support conversations and main story stuff is voiced. Everything else <laughs> is the standard, you know, Nintendo grunt say yeah. an entire sentence in that one grunt or one exclamation. Oh my, and it's a it's a novel that they actually said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Bond conversation you're right is, is basically just like, hey, how's it going? It's, Pretty good. It's, and one line, it's, it. it's
1: one line from you and one line from the emblem, and that's it, as opposed to the support conversations, which you can argue and debate the quality of them compared to older ones, but it is a full on actual conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I will say this like there was an opportunity to and again i'm not very far but i'll i've I've unlocked a couple of bond conversations between you know characters and emblems and uh that was an opportunity to really dive deep into the history of that character and that portion of the franchise and the fact that they kind of like i i get maybe why they didn't do it because they wanted to focus on the new characters but there was an opportunity there and really like there's not a lot of history to these emblems so far you know
1: i mean there's that it Let's you focus on the new characters to a degree. And I guess also the fact that lack of a better way to phrase it, laziness, because yeah. every character can bond with all 12 or 14. If you have the bracelets emblems, you know, and if you have to have a conversation with, you know, a long conversation, like a support conversation with every single character and every single of the 14 emblems, that is a lot of writing, you know, and, I've mentioned this in Discord. It feels like Anna gets a short shrift because we have uh, Anna in this one who you get fairly early on. The second paralogue you get unlocks Anna and, you know, she is, you know, by the time I got to chapter 10 or 11, she had two characters she could have conversations with, Mm
0: -hmm. Alir
1: and Fram. I (laughs) think she's picked up a few more since then, but it's like she's an early character and she talks to no one. Yeah. Which I guess helps them narrow down how many conversations they have. The only person that has to have conversations with ab- absolutely everyone is the Lear, or whatever you decide to name your protagonist.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. I can understand where the, you know, uh, the criticisms have come in that, you know, the game has really focused on the gameplay and the gameplay is, is again, the best we've ever had in a Fire Emblem game, in, in my opinion. And, um, but you know, It maybe came at the cost of, uh, you know, story and I don't want to say character development, but just like just story content, you know, like it's there. Yeah, there's a story. It's pretty typical Fire Emblem, but.
1: I'm enjoying the story. It is pretty typical uh, Fire Emblem, but it's got some nice twists and turns. I am enjoying it. Like I said, it's been pulling me along. The support conversations, not amazing. No Bernadetta level conversations as yet but they're decent so i really don't know why the big complaints in the reviews were about the story you know this this feels like they've actually looked at what worked and what was questionable and made progress to improve upon it like um you haven't quite gotten there because you're still fairly early on but uh leveling or class changing uh essentially the way class changing works is anyone can be pretty much anything if they have the proficiency you unlock the proficiencies from the uh emblem rings and then you can change to whatever and um, they took the awakening system where you would learn a class skill uh, and they've only put it on advanced classes so once you use a master seal on a character you never need to go back down to the base classes, you know? Yeah. Which I thought was a really good choice to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I, so. I haven't, I haven't got that far yet, but obviously like you're right. Like I think they've, um, they've really honed in on what makes Fire Emblem gameplay really great. And they've, they've brought all the best, you know, of those features together and introducing new smart mechanics that fit within the Fire Emblem franchise. Like, the engage system uh, the break system um, and uh, yeah
1: one thing one system they added in or change they added that caught me for a loop cuz I didn't fully understand how it worked cuz I didn't pay attention initially was poisons uh, oh, okay. so in this one in this one poisons don't damage you per turn they just make it so you take more damage
0: oh. unless
1: you use an antitoxin or a restore staff to remove it hmm so when i was playing the tiki map one of my characters got a poison or two on him and me not paying full attention and realizing how it worked never cleaned it off him so end up with him getting knocked out near the end Hmm. because they were hitting him harder than they normally would have been interesting
0: yeah no i haven't come across that just yet but uh i gotta say like the new class that they introduced really early on Um, Maybe it's not new. Maybe it's been in previous Fire Emblem games, and I'm just not remembering. But I think it's a monk. It's uh, I can't remember her name.
1: So it's is and isn't. Um, Fram is the starts as a martial monk, and it's kind of a mix of the brawler type class. Uh, That was there may have been other fist fighters before, but it was primarily introduced in Three Houses, uh, the brawler class. Uh, So essentially, that's one of your base level essentially it is your base level cleric. So they mixed cleric and the, the war monk, uh, which I I think was added in the DLC for three houses. Um, Balthus had that one, I think, uh, was an advanced class and they kind of made a lower version for the, uh, for the, um, base healer. I'll admit, I, I can't think of any other healers I've found at least on base level that aren't, other than the monks, so mm.
0: yeah, I mean, she has some really cool abilities in that she can uh do like a chain guard, uh, which only when she's full health, she can sort of do the well that we have seen in Fire mm-hmm. Emblem Heroes the savior ability, uh, to kind of like take yep. on damn 20% of damage, I think it is. Uh, but again, she has to be at full health to be able to activate that ability. Um, yes. And that reminded me of another uh, addition they added to the gameplay, which was chained attacks. So specific characters or classes, uh, abilities, maybe, I i don't know, uh, I must have missed it. But if you have that character beside or within range of an enemy and you attack with another ally, that chained, that ally will will trigger a chain attack, which is kind of neat.
1: Yeah, chain attack. Um, essentially, what, one of the things they added to this game uh, is... Uh, subclasses or categories for each class. Um, And a backup class will automatically jump in if they're within attack range when you start an attack. So, Mm -hmm. uh, And they did add in um, Kanto on Sigurd. Yep. Uh, But, uh, you know, and then with the ability to inherit skills from your emblems, I believe you can get Kanto on just about anyone, if you want. I don't know if it works on infantry, but if it does, that'd be useful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, to, I just yeah. started to dig into inherit skills. Yes. Um,
1: I, I haven't done a ton. Um, Tiki has a pretty powerful one. Uh, her One of her base things, when you are synced with her, or her base skill, her sync skill, is, uh, I think it's called Moon Sphere or something. That essentially gives you the Donald type thing where all your sets have a better chance of upgrading. Okay. Hmm. When you level up.
0: Oh, that's really useful. <laughs> that yeah, come so, in handy.
1: yeah. If, if you're, uh, you know, either having trouble later, you know, in one of the harder difficulties or looking to make it a bit easier for yourself, Tiki, getting the expansion pass and getting Tiki is very useful. <laughs> and I didn't double check the exact amount, but it does show that there's probably going to be like four or five or three or four more uh, units. Because once you beat Tiki's map, the divine Paralogs, it shows up a bunch more Paralogs, which are not accessible until the DLC is available, I'm sure. Ah, uh, so. hmm.
0: well, there's going to be four ways. Uh, well, two more ways with, um, that won't be story related, but I don't, I, I don't know if they'll
1: you might add some more and add another bracelet or two in the story. Yeah. And I get the bracelet is an intriguing method to not change the main story, but still allow you to add more emblems in.
0: Oh, the, so it's a bracelet that you get with the DLC. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. T- oh. Tiki and Edelgard are bracelets instead of rings. Oh, that well, way it's, that's good. It's still just the 12 rings, but there's like five or six bracelets as well. Yeah,
0: and I mean, speaking of other emblems, so like, again, we touched a bit on this, but now that I've seen it in practice, and um, you have, uh, each emblem has a set of bond rings that you can get. um, Yes. And I might be mixing up the terminology. They had to get the
1: gacha in there somehow.
0: Yeah, so you can summon... you can summon uh, randomized bond rings from each emblem.
1: I think they just label it as create bond rings, but whatever. Uh, yeah. As you're running through the game, you learn bond fragments, mm-hmm. and you can use those to enhance or to create bond rings. I think you also need to use them to enhance the weapons that the uh, bond rings give you. Uh, um,
0: yeah. Yes, so you can use the the bond fragments to um to to merge your your bond rings to yes. um to inherit skills so essentially
1: yeah for 100 bond fragments you can create a bond ring for 1000 create a stack of 10 and then you can merge them to upper levels uh for fragments in a certain number of a lower ring yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. each there's 10 characters per per ring and Four versions of each character, and funnily enough, Edelgard, Cloud, and Dimitri are bond rings for Byleth. <laughs> I did recently unlock him and create some bond rings.
0: So that was my going to be my question: Do um, it, do your DLC characters add an additional set of bond rings?
1: No, they do not. You cannot create bond rings out of the bracelets. Only the rings can create bond rings.
0: That's a bit unfortunate, but I get, I get, I get it. Like you get. 10 characters from each franchise and they probably pick some of the best ones. Yep. So, with the and, predictable and while
1: ones. Well, I comment that it's kind of funny that you get, you know, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude out of the Bond rings and yet they're a emblem bracelet on their own. It kind of makes sense to a degree because, you know, um, what was he going to say? If you never buy the expansion pass, you're never going to see Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude if they didn't put them as Bond rings.
0: Yeah. No, and then there sense. were
1: the special bond rings you could get through Fey, if you remembered to go in and grab that, which it's still available, I'm sure. I don't know how long it's lasting. But as well as the named weapons for Alphonse, Shirena, and uh, the uh, Fey version of Anna.
0: Yeah, I did that uh, today, and um, I was... Uh... Kind of confused because I first went on my computer to the My Nintendo website and I couldn't find the reward. You actually have to redeem it in Fire Emblem Heroes, which brings up the My Nintendo uh, interface, which is why I was confused when I couldn't find it on the website.
1: If, if only the uh, instructions had step by step showed you where to go for it.
0: <laughs> you are absolutely correct. And I went back to those instructions and I, I kicked myself because I was making fun of it for being so thorough. And then it uh, turns out. Guess who needed the instructions? To... <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, I know. I, um... I understand
1: the thought process that there could be other ways to get to it, but it's just... no. Nope. Just like, follow hey, the instructions. Go, go to this honest. way.
0: Learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. Uh, anytime you make fun of a detailed list of instructions, you know you're going to need them later on. And while
1: I understand your thought process of doing it through the website through other methods, I also understand their reasoning to make you go through... Uh, Fake, because they want you to download the game
0: and understand money in it. They want you to, they want you to go in there and they want you to play their game, and you have to connect a Nintendo account. And obviously, you and I have uh, have already done that, uh, having yep. played this game for the last six years.
1: But I, I'll admit, I was, you know, I think I was home from work for the day, but I wasn't even thinking of trying to go through to the Nintendo website. I just pulled up the game to get that, you know, and put it in on my Nintendo before, right before the game launched.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a neat, it's probably it's a, it's a neat collaboration. And I think it it makes perfect sense to kind of have those characters connected. And, um, I mean, uh, we, we've been going for about a half hour now and I'm, I have one last question because obviously we are going to talk about fire Moon Gage for the foreseeable future, just through our playthroughs through additional DLC announcements. Um, lots of different stuff. But the question I want to end it on, and I'll and I'll I'll throw it to you first, Eddie, is, um, do you feel like we will get engage styled uh emblems slash versions of these characters in Fire Emblem Heroes, like a like Emblem Celica? Do you think we'll get that?
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll get all the actual playable characters. Uh, but it's if we will get the emblem ones, because in Fae, uh during the Forging Bonds, uh, Alir's talking all about how she cannot access the emblems. The invocations do not work, do not summon the emblems uh. in the world of Zenith. So whether we can summon the emblems directly from there, it would be interesting, especially if they also give us eventually the option to summon the evil emblems. Although the evil emblems have nothing really going for them. So I'm not sure if that would be worth it. And yeah, I I don't know. Who knows what they'll decide. It'd be interesting to see if they decide to do that though. What do you think? Do you think we will?
0: Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. I I didn't really make the connection for the forging bonds, but that's a good point. Like they do kind of do this hand wave away. Like, Oh, I can't sense them. Um, But I feel like they could hand wave away again and and, and have them come back. And I think that, you know, at the very least, it's an opportunity to bring a new art style to these characters, some of which have had multiple variations in the game. Um, But I mean, this also brings up the point we didn't we haven't talked a lot about, like, uh, the look of the game. I got to say, like, this is probably the best looking Fire Emblem game we've ever played, you know? I think they nailed it. It like obviously the art style is not going to be for everybody, uh, but I I really like it. I I really like the art style and
1: I like the art style. Um, you know, as they call her Pepsi Chan or Pepsi Coon, whichever gender you're playing, uh, doesn't bother me that much. The only thing that distracts me from time to time is uh, the hair will stick in front of the eye from time to time and look kind of see through, and that's just a little awkward and distracting sometimes. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, yes, that would be. But, um, I I find that uh, my the best sort of comparison, obviously Three Houses, we love it. It's a great game. But the color palette they use and some of the way they lay out the environments, uh, especially in conversations, looks a bit boxy, right? And plain. Mm-hmm. And then when you play this game, they've really paid attention to those details. They've improved immensely upon sort of the environment's that you're in during conversations, it doesn't look boxy. It looks very organic and like, like a 3d environment, but you know, it is just, it's just a backdrop that they've put in there based on, on how previous games have been developed.
1: I mean, it could and could not be, it could be that they've actually figured out how to, you know, just place those characters in there on the actual Somnial type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they already have the environment drawn up, Uh, There are definitely a handful of points during the story as you're walking around where it's clearly just a painting and you see no characters in it. And then you cut to a scene built in, potentially built in engine. And there are less of the issues with like in three houses where uh, the tables would bend in weird directions (laughs) that tables don't bend in.
0: Yeah. You'd see the seat. You literally saw the seams in three houses. Yeah.
1: There's far less of that, uh, but you know there are definitely certain scenes uh, that clearly this is just a matte picture. There's no characters in it, no characters interacting in it. This is just a matte picture of this place, and then you cut to somewhere else near yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But even like the fact that after each mission, you get to actually yes. like walk around that arena,
1: post battle wanderings.
0: Yeah, and it looks great. Like you. They really put a lot of effort into the way this game looks to the fact that they allow you to like, no, come on in, take a look at the furnishing. It looks great, doesn't it? And
1: I, I think it looks really great. Uh, before we vanish, I do want to step back to your question about um, the emblems coming to heroes. And I will say never say never, but um, I think if they do bring the emblems to heroes, they will be separate units, you know? I don't think they're. They they may not. Yeah, they may. They may. Like I said, never say never. They may decide to do pairings, but I think it'll be. You know, you summoned Emblem Celica. Yes. Not regular Celica, but Emblem Celica, not Alia and Emblem Celica. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. I think that's how they. If they were to do it, I think that's how they would do it. It would be Emblem Celica, and they would probably try to pull in some of the unique abilities that she would offer. You know. In the game, yeah, so. which
1: is why I question if they'll do it because they can just summon a new Celica instead of Emblem Celica. But it does also give them options for a design and art style for, you know, the ghostly floating Emblem Celica, as opposed I, to.
0: I think that's the biggest pull, right? Is is just a new art style and a new reason yeah. to summon these characters, similar to Three Houses or sorry, Three Hopes? You know, uh, yep. There was always that question like, will they have three hopes variations of the three houses characters? And yes, yes, they do. Yes, they
1: will, although they just consider it part of three houses, even though that does not make sense.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's that too. But, um, because
1: you know, in the world where Shiz comes in, the academy byleth doesn't exist. Yep.
0: Well, you know, what it's kind of fitting that we uh, we talked a little bit about Fire Emblem Heroes at the end here, because when we return next week, we will be back to our normal structure. But fear not, if you are playing a lot of Fire Emblem Engage, okay. we will talk about it in the L-Rail yes. gate, and hopefully I'll be a bit further, and uh, Eddie will, will also still be trucking along. So,
1: yeah. Yes. Uh, in Discord, if you listen to this and want to give your opinions on how far you want us to sus- or if you still want us to avoid spoiling anything, uh, let us know. We obviously won't spoil past wherever Ryan gets to, but. <laughs> yeah, no way. You know, we can spoil up to where Ryan gets to, up to a certain chapter if that's what, where you want us to discuss. Uh, if Ryan gets that far, or a couple other things, or we can work on avoiding spoilers for another couple weeks.
0: We'll see. Yeah, definitely let us know in the Discord. Uh let us know how far you are and what you're enjoying about the game and maybe we'll share some of your thoughts on the show as well. So yeah, I really appreciate everyone tuning in to this mini uh of all about Fire Emblem Engage. I mean we could go longer, but honestly, we're gonna go play Fire Emblem Engage. I think that's what we're gonna that's what I'm gonna do. Um and I'm sure Eddie will will join in as well. But uh that is gonna do it for this episode. You can visit us on the web gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can also check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord, like Eddie mentioned, at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. Find me and R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning.